Okay. This morning, if you would, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. And the, the, we'll read the passage in a minute. In the, the lesson title taken or taken from part of what we'll read is Heirs of Promise. Heirs of Promise. Okay, Hebrews chapter 6, starting with verse 13, 13 through 20. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to laid hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil." Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. There, there's quite a bit in this passage, and, and uh, we're going to make a few comments, but mostly we're going to look at other scriptures that have to deal with this, and and I think that'll put us on pretty safe ground. It's There's... Uh, even uh, um, the commentator that we that we read at at times, Brother Hawker, he was pretty wordy on this piece, and he had to at towards the end of it he had to say, "We'll leave some of this for later." <laughs> and and uh, there's there's he just can't say enough, or he couldn't say enough, and his and we echo those those thinkings and those feelings and those thoughts. About that, that God would would um, speak to His people first of all, and that He by promise promises some things. And um, uh, as it says in this, we're going to look. We're going to look at several things. Uh, and it says in verse thirteen, it says, "For when God made promise to Abraham, because He could swear by no greater, He swore by Himself." Um, that. Uh, as it says, he could. He, there's no greater that he could put to that promise than himself. Uh, and uh, as as promises go, uh, God's people, uh, he by faith in them that he puts in them and reveals things, and by his grace and mercy shows us that when God promises or says something, he he will do it. Uh, just as in the the first few verses of Genesis when it speaks about the creation and God spoke it and it was done. Uh, and when he says something or has said something that we have record of, it's, it's God's people account it as a sure thing. Um, by nature, we know what promises are like when we issue them or others issue them. Uh, even if they're in writing, they're not something you want to 
stake your life on very often. And, but we know that, as it says here, he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And these things to, to Abraham. And um, greater basis for promises to his people. He could swear by no greater. We must remember and keep in mind that these promises are to the church through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Spirit alone reveals truth and comfort of God's promises to us. Um, uh, There are are those religious people that, that can read these things and they read and they claim the promises of God or they say they do. They recognize where it says God's promise. But they, they cannot, uh, by nature, we cannot uh, comprehend or fathom those, those things as, uh, as so because uh, we can't, it says we can't receive the things of God by nature. We, it has to be revealed to us. So those promises are, um, only mean something to the church. They're only given to the church to start with, and, but they also only mean any, something to the church, to God's. God's people that he reveals himself to and reveals these things. Um, it's, it's based solely on, we're going to see, solely on what God desires to have take place for his people, for his church, for the church. And there's a, a comment, we're going to, it'll, it'll, it'll come out later in some verses, but as it says, uh, in Ezekiel, it talks about God putting life in his people. And that actually is farther on in my notes, but it comes to mind now that he does those things. And if you underline in Ezekiel, uh, or in all of Scripture, but in Ezekiel chapter 36, it, God says, here's what I will do. And it, and it says, I will, I will, I will. Um, uh, a number of times, many times in that chapter, uh, all that God does to put life in his people and not much as it doesn't say you do this and I'll do this or I do this it's it says you're dead until I do all these things there will be no life of any kind and it's not uh, there's a phrase that brother Hawkers used the word I don't remember the phrasing of it I didn't write down but but he says that not by performance on any level are the promises made to the church not in on performance on man's part of it God's part of it is all the performance and he that word struck from struck me that that uh, and I don't know how he remember all the other things he he used in his comments but but the word the performance and that that would relate to anything physical that we can do or anything spiritual that we already we can't do to bring life about and it's no it, it isn't contingent upon anything it's not like a earthly covenant or the the covenant of the law that says if you do these things this will take place the everlasting covenant is not based on any performance of the church it's it's all done for the church uh, solely on the promise of the covenant and God's doing in his people are they realized the promises are only realized when uh, when eyes are open salvation to the heirs of promise not of good that we have done has brought this life to us. Uh, um, and we have to keep that in mind, all of Scripture, that we know that, that all of it 
points to what we have by promise. And it, it's all by, done by promise and, and the promise that, that God gives his people. Um, turn to, to Luke. I'm going to put a marker in the page here. Turn to, to Luke, the first chapter, if you would, please. Luke chapter 1, uh, we're going to start with verse 72. And the, the, uh, this section deals here with, with uh, John's father, Zacharias. And it's it's title in my heading that is put up on this area. It says the song of Zacharias. But this is, this is the... Um, the reflection in the in the the thoughts that God gives to all of His people in these things. It says in verse seventy two and following. It says um, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant, the oath which He swore to our father Abraham that He would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve Him without fear in holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. And thou, child, uh, speaking of John, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day, uh, the day spring on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace." And here, um, uh, speaking of those things that God does um, for his people and to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring um, from on high hath visited us. So this, as it says, is, is part and is, um, sheds a little light on the promises and the promise of God to his people that this shall be about. And, and uh, righteousness is come to his people. And the verse that said, God, or Lord, our righteousness. And that is revealed and reflected through the promises. It's all of his doing and his giving to the church. Um, in, in the book of Genesis... We're at the, just about the front. Chapter 3 of Genesis, just a couple of, of verses here. Um, uh, verse, uh, let's see, starting with verse 14, just a couple of verses here. It says, uh, uh, Genesis three fourteen. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt they go, and the dust shall eat thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Um, uh, promise that was given here that there is one that's coming that would take care of this problem. Um, uh, early on here, that the promise of that one that would bruise the head of the serpent, that, and a picture of, of the one, the only one that could 
deal with sin. Only one, only one and only way that could deal with sin would be the Lord himself. And in Genesis chapter 22, while we're here in Genesis, uh, chapter 22, uh, starting with verse 15, and reading just a little bit here, it says, Genesis 3.15, or 22.15 rather, And the Lord, angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, And he said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate uh, of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou had obeyed my voice and uh, remember he had been up on Mount Moriah with his son and, and was told to offer his son for a sacrifice unto the Lord and he was prepared to do that and the Lord uh, delivered him from that and and there was a ram caught that they sacrificed and and, the, and here the Lord it says um, came to Abraham the second time out of heaven and the promise that he shall be blessed and not just that he was going to have a big family and do well in the world but through that line that the Lord himself was going to become and that's the true blessing and that is the true um, um, seed that would that was going to bless the his people bless the church a promise to the church promise of the Messiah to come. Uh, in Acts chapter 3, along the same thoughts, Acts chapter 3, and starting with verse 22, it says, For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, uh, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindred of the earth be blessed. Um, Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. The, the, uh, and indeed the prophets foretold his coming. And early on, like we see in Genesis, very, very early on, and we, we had a message one time about when God even promised before that, when God said, let there be light, that that was alluded to the true light that would come into the world and the, the Lord himself. And so not just the prophets and the law, but pro- in the beginning. And as, as uh, the Lord himself showed those two in Luke, that all the scriptures spoke of him and not just certain ones that that had him as a key player somewhere but the scripture is 
all of revelation of Jesus Christ to his people. And that's the always been the purpose, always will be the purpose, and in, in by his spirit re- reveals these things to us. And then in, in Matthew, the first chapter, Matthew chapter 1. And these, these all key into and build on or with parallel to the promise, as it says here in Hebrews, the promise that was given to Abraham was given to all of us. In Matthew chapter 1, and starting with verse 18, speaking about the birth of the Lord himself, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is God with us. And this speaks to <laughs> again to the to the prom, to the promise that was given. And um, and it says, all this this was done to fulfill all those things that were spoken of by the prophet and the prophets, and 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 uh, that this would happen, that we would have God with us, and we would have God with us, and we would have God, He who would deliver His people from their sins, and and um, that's promise was given, like I say, way back when, in the very beginning of. The record we have and reiterated over time and time again, and and then the promise to Abraham was the same one. We're looking at we're looking at it in other messages that Norm's bringing about them coming into the physical land and how people take that for something that it is not. They they were indeed given the physical land, but much greater that was the was the the promise given to them. To take that and promise the spiritual promise that were given, and only to realize those those parts of it um, uh, that there was more to it than just the physical land. They saw that he was able to take that land, but they had their eyes uh, uh, on on other things, on other things, and just that physical land. And it was only um, uh, it was the spirit of God that made those men realize that and put that in them to not only to to consider that what God had said he would do and that anything that God uh, brought up to them and said that they would he would deliver the land to them that's a promise of God I mean anything that God has said it's it, it's there's nothing that is said lightly that God says that he will do or not do that is not a promise to his people, but he has to reveal them to him. The stated promises stated by all the prophets of someone who's coming that is 
the church's righteousness, and that's Amen. that's the whole the whole of it, all of Scripture we have. And um, there are times and places it's hard to put that together in our mind or comprehend or fully understand some things, or even understand things a little at times. But we do know that what the record is of is uh, of the Lord Himself and what He what he is and has done and what he has promised the church to the heirs of promise. In verses, uh, in that, I'm going to read back again in, in, in Hebrews chapter 6, um, verses 16 and 17, we drop down a little bit, and that God swore these things and promise these things and like say only God by his spirit that opens the eyes of his people can realize what God says to us is our promises there are things that are already done taken care of what wherever whatever we see when there in Ezekiel when God says I will do these things those that's the only way it's going to get done not that uh He's, he's taking on something that can be done any other way. Uh, and those are, are promised to his people. But in verse um, verses 16 and 17 here in, in Hebrews chapter 6, it says, For men verily swear, swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God, willing more abundantly to show the, uh, unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Um, it says here that men, men swear and take an oath. I promise to pay this back to you, or I promise to perform this or whatever. And we know by experience that sometimes that isn't worth a whole lot. Maybe not the paper that's on, or the as soon as the if they're speaking, they're lying to me, <laughs> and, uh, and and maybe we've been in that spot ourselves, and we said things that we know probably that capability is not there to take care of that or whatever. But it says here that fairly men swear by an oath, and that ends all strife, and and you know generally speaking, that takes care of things, as it says here. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. And it says here, uh, 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 show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. Um, that's another, uh, uh, another wording, another way of saying what God says something, it's going to get done. And to show unto the heirs of promise what that that council will stand and uh, in whatever area we want to look at that in that his that his council will stand and does stand immutable um, in a couple places that we we go to a lot but it's there places that we just love to to see that and one of them is in the book of Malachi and it talks about about um, where Israelites are and, and what's going to take place to them and those things that 
the Lord does in, in his people and the sending, the Messiah is going to come up in a little bit. It's above this passage we're going to look at. But in chapter 3, verse 6, where it says, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. That's, that's a pretty, uh, pretty straightforward verse. It's saying that because of who I am, you won't be consumed. And if I've promised to deliver you, that's, that's a done deal. It's, 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 and the church is, is, uh, 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 is safe in those things. And then along the same line in, in the book of James, just a little bit over from where we are in the Hebrews here, the book of James. Um, in verse uh, chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, it says... Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning of his own will, begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And here that no variableness or shadow of turning, that, that anything that he has determined and that we have record of, it's... It, it's better than a, it's better than a promise as we, as we perceive promises. It is God's word on that, and He has. Uh, that's the solid gold. That's the best God's people can get is His word to us. Um, in the Hebrews chapter eleven, <clears throat> just a little bit over, Hebrews chapter eleven. <clears throat> Starting with verse 8. And we know this, this chapter talks about what faith is and those things that uh, many, the record of many people that shows and hear of, of the faith that God has given to them. But here, uh, starting with verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Uh, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, having not received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were, pers- uh, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims uh, on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country." Uh, and a couple of things here. The the heirs of promise it spoke, speaks of again here by that those promises that God that God gave him and Sarah. Uh, it said um, she judged him faithful at promise, speaking of God that she would have a son. And there, uh, in first down in verse thirteen, it says they were persuaded of them. Uh, 
persuade them and embrace them, the promises of God. And that is only done by his uh, revelation to his people and his showing these things to us. And by nature, uh, these are not things that we would that we would do or be able to do or have inclination to do, but by by God's Spirit and the faith that He puts into His people, these things are done. In First um, Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one, um, starting with verse. Oops, let me get in the right chapter. Starting with verse eighteen, it says, "For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed by with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers." Interesting. Doesn't say that you had a pretty good start on things from your fathers. It's. <laughs> It says here, vain conversation received by tradition. We were not redeemed by those things. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again not of corrupt seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and bideth forever. For all flesh is grass. And all glory of man is as the flower of grass. Grass withereth away and the flower falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. The, uh, it says here, endures. Uh, word of the Lord endures forever. This is the word by which by the gospel is preached unto you. And it has to be the same word. That's, that's the only gospel because... We see where others were persuaded otherwise. And Paul says, I'm surprised you've gone after another gospel, which is not another gospel. There's only one. There's only one uh, words of, of life uh, in, in the, the true gospel, and that endures forever. That is not something that comes and goes and is altered by time. Um, In verse 18 and 19 in in Hebrews once again, Hebrews chapter 6, it says, verse 18, it says, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Which hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made in high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And that it says, um, 
God cannot lie. That's, that's, he's, I guess the opposite of that exactly cannot lie. All things that he has spoken, given, or promised, or otherwise that we have record of is, is true, can be nothing but true. And it says that because of that, we have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which is that hope, which is life and eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ is taking care of those things for us. And I'd like to look at just a couple of verses here in um, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3, starting with verse 1. It says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently, been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only what I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or hearing of faith? And are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, that ye now made perfect in the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth uh, to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And that ties that back again to Hebrews, the promise that was given to Abraham was not just physical things. He was given many physical things and was blessed by God of those things. But again, it, it, here it it's, tells us that here the gospel, justify the, gospel, the uh, heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham saying, in these shall all nations be blessed. And that seed that was talked about is our Lord himself. And uh, not physical property. And it said that they look for a city whose builder and maker is God, and not, and not physical, knocked on the physical things. And also while we're in Galatians, in chapter 3, drop down to verse 26. And not to... to to make light or uh, of these in here, it, uh, it speaks about the many, much more about the uh, about the promise to Abraham in, in verse sixteen. Let uh, verse three, verse sixteen. Before we move on, it says, "Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ, the promise." is all dealing with the church and the coming of Christ and who Christ would be to the people. And that's, that's all the promises that mount to anything. That's what they're all tied to, to Abraham. And verse 26 of that, it says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. 
For as many of you have baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Um, there, there are other places in Ephesians, Romans, and the rest of the scripture that deal with these same in the same vein as these things. But it, and it says in verse 29, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed according and heirs according to that promise. And that's where we take our stand. That's what we what our uh, what our hope indeed is in that seed and that we are heirs of the promise that that that, that uh, all includes you know it's a, um, we stand always in his righteousness in in Christ's righteousness grace goodness and mercy of our lord that's what we stand in and verse 20 of this same passage in in the hebrews it says Jesus and high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And next time we'll address that verse somewhat. We'll see what the scripture says. Thank you for your attention and uh, be free.